Welcome to the Start, Scale, Succeed podcast with me, your host, Nicole Higgins, the Buy and Retail Coach, sharing tips, advice, and insight from entrepreneurs that have just launched to multi-million pound business owners. We will be discussing the challenges they faced, advice they would give, and the milestones they achieved and how they got there. Also joining me will be a broad range of experts with some tips and practical how-tos, episodes that will help your business grow and to enable you to live the life you crave. The types of experts that you'll hear from will be those that you will find beneficial as you start and scale your business, from branding and social media experts to mindset coaches and PR marketing. There will also be solo episodes from me discussing a variety of topics from sourcing to maximizing the profit in your business. Are you working on a side hustle and dreaming of the day you can focus on it full time? Today's Start, Scale, Succeed podcast is a recording of an Instagram Live with Sinead Kearns, founder of ladies' casual wear brand Arlo Blue, who's done just that. We chat about the why and the how of starting the brand and what made her go for it, how she went from a side hustle to making this her full-time focus, the challenges she's faced and how she reacted and the decisions she's made. so much Sinead for joining me and I was just saying that I haven't done it feels weird when you haven't done a live in a while do you often do lives no I actually don't I've only I've done one before and um, just on my own when I released a little like ebook a while back um, and yeah. that was the only one done so no it's quite new to me and even I have to kind of um make myself go on stories it's all a bit of an effort to me but I'm, I'm getting a bit better I'm getting well, we go and we can talk about that as well but thanks a million for joining me and if there's questions that people have as they're joining or when we're chatting about things, then just pop them in the comments. But we're going to be talking about Sinead's journey, how she started, the challenges she's had and what kind of keeps her going and, and how she manages. So let's start. So Sinead, when did the brand begin? So 2018, um, we sort of started officially. It was in my head for about 10 years before that, but I didn't, I didn't really know how to go or where to start or whatever. So yeah, as you mentioned earlier, I was a teacher originally. I am still actually, I still teach part-time. So yeah, so I was originally a teacher and how did the brand come about really was I remember in my sort of mid-twenties, like just wanting to find, I'd seen a picture of Gwyneth Paltrow in a lovely shirt and I was like, I really want uh, like a lovely black shirt like that just for jeans and a white version and I could not find them anywhere. And mm-hmm. similarly, in a t-shirt a picture of Jennifer Aniston in like a white t-shirt and I was like why can't I find that but obviously yeah. absolutely no business um experience no fashion experience just slightly in the back of my head there should be a shop where you can get those basics um and I suppose there are you know you, you possibly can get some nice quality basics but you're looking at like crazy high prices or then you're looking at the other end as the throwaway sort of stuff so Anyway, in my head, it was like, it's pretty, there's not something in between. Um, so yeah, and then sort of, I guess I was teaching and loving it and still love it. But I had got to a point um, there was like an embargo on like sort of progression um, after the crash, like sort of in 2007, 2008. And I couldn't yeah. really, I couldn't really go anywhere in my teaching career. I was sort of, I had just got to the point where I should have been progressing to the next stages and it, it wasn't going to happen for me. Um so it was, yeah, so I started, I'd get a little bit sort of frustrated maybe. And I was like, oh, maybe now's the time to look at something else. So I went back and I did a fashion styling and image consultancy course. And yeah. then I started to sort of think, maybe I could start a business. Um, I was lucky in that time. I met a friend um, called Fiona who owns Betty and Biddy, the jewellery company in Ireland. 
Yeah. And kind of a chance. Uh, she's friends with friends. I play Gaelic football. She's friends with friends of mine. But just seeing somebody else in real life who had done it, sort of, yeah. and I'm telling her about my idea, and she was like super encouraging. And she started letting me do a little bit of work from her. And I suppose nearly in a way, it was like an informal internship. I was doing yeah. some kind of work for her, <laughs> able to learn so much and see, okay, it's kind of possible. Um, and so having done then the fashion buying course, um, I had been doing some like part-time styling and personal shopping for people. And that gave me really good sort of grounding on what people wanted. And again, how many people were like, I can't find nice basic things. And that's what I wear 90% of the time. So yeah, so then I just sort of took the jump. I, uh, well, half a jump because I went in a job share position in my teaching career, which, you know, I was really fortunate to be able to do. And I sort of set about trying to find suppliers and manufacturers and figuring out how, how you did it. And it was like a huge learning curve. But yeah, that's kind of where, where it started. And when you first started out, because I know it's a capsule range, but did you start off quite small in terms of the amount of options you offered? Yeah, yeah. And at the beginning, I was really like, I didn't know, like I had no marketing budget. I had like, it was literally, I had money to buy a small bit of stock. And so what I did in the beginning was I included basically a couple of versions of the classic white t-shirt. So a V-neck, a classic V, uh, a classic black. But I also included like one slogan T-shirt, which got a little bit of traction. Um, and again, I'm not sure if a lot of your viewers might be English or Irish, but I did a T-shirt that said notions on it, which at the time was a bit of a, you know, well, and still it's, a, you know, a kind of a funny thing in Ireland and yeah. a bit of traction and a little bit of following on Instagram. And again, the quality was was good. And people sort of then were like, tried the slogan T-shirt or, you know, bought it as a novelty or that. And then... But then people then sort of had bought into the idea of the brand a little bit. And from then they, um, yeah, so we just started from there. And yeah, you know, I say that so often that I think the beginning I I ordered 80 t-shirts and I was like petrified, petrified they weren't going to arrive, petrified the sizing was going to be wrong. And it just seemed like, oh my God, I could lose that money. And it yeah. was... It is, it is very scary, isn't it? I think... And people have, you know, it is a real fear because you have to put your trust in a supplier. You put your trust in an idea. What, when you were, was there anything when you were kind of going through that at that time that reassured you or were you just like, we're going to have to do this? No, it was terrible. Like I, at that time it was definitely terrifying. Um, and I even, yeah, I had a lot, like a lot of sleepless nights because it's the first time, you know, the kind of way I had a lot of, and like even, just all of that, like dealing with the the logistics of, you know, getting the stock here the very first time, dealing with DHL, there was all these delays. And was it coming from the Far East or? Yeah, um, India. So my main manufacturer is in India and mm -hmm. he's like quite a small family kind of business. And like, we have developed quite a good relationship now, but at the time I didn't know him, didn't know how yeah. it was. It was just, I had sourced him through India Mart, which is, I guess, a little bit like, I suppose almost a bit like Alibaba in India. <laughs> Um, so I knew there was a little bit of comeback, but again, with any of them, you're not, you're not sure how, how reliable it was. So, um, no, like, I mean, it was terrifying and until I got it, until I got the person, but I remember we had, he'd sent me a few samples and I knew I got kind of the GSM of the cotton, like the weight of the, I knew I was happy with the weight of it and the finish of sort of the hem and the neckline. So I was pretty confident, but until they arrived, I, you know, you, do, you never know that you're going to even get the same thing in the sample, you know, you're just... So now I do. Now I know when he sends me that it's going to be okay. But yeah. <laughs> and what was the growth like then at the beginning? Like what? So you set up the the brand in 2018, did you say? 
yeah yeah kind of the, I think we launched like maybe in December 2017 but it was sort of literally just the website went live I hadn't really start you know it wasn't really yeah. there but yeah so 2018 was when we really began yeah and what was that growth like then was it very organic were there any like big milestones that you're like yeah okay this is actually gonna work like what four months in I remember like like turning over like a, like making a thousand euro in sales and I was like ecstatic and it was like and and I was like I hadn't expected it. I really went into it with very low expectations I kind of thought this might be a bit of a hobby you know mm -hmm. or not even a hobby but I, I just didn't have high and then I'll, like after sort of four months in and I had a couple of people who had bought like maybe the white t-shirt and came back two weeks later for the black t-shirt and they were like you know on very positive feedback on the quality and um and yeah and then I started thinking okay and even customers early on were saying oh could you do a deeper v version and of course I had this, these plans yeah. for all types but to get that feedback that like people wanted to buy them and um, that was huge so yeah so then um I, I'd say yeah it was sort of steady through 2018 and 19 we were growing nicely um but it was really the pandemic that actually sort of you know brought me to a point where I was able to say okay yeah I could I, I could have gone full-time at this earlier but I decided at that time I'd hire a staff member and keep doing what I was doing part-time yeah uh, and uh, there's a few reasons for that one because I, I work with special needs kids and I had a, quite a special relationship with some of them and I was getting wanted I'd seen them from third class and I wanted to get them to sixth yeah. but also there was you know some comfort in knowing that like half a teaching wage was coming in until the pandemic even though it was great it was there was so much unknown and I didn't know if I was yeah. going to be able to gain those figures um but yeah, obviously, because people were at home and needed to buy from home and my stuff was sort of, you know, comfy, casual, where then people, you know, did like, um, did, yeah, buy a lot. And yeah, so that was really good for us. But then it sort of put us in a slightly different direction because we sold a lot pretty quickly at the beginning of the pandemic. And then I was really low in stock and India was in a really, really big crisis with COVID yeah. and I couldn't quite a few months I couldn't get any of my own my own manufacturer stuff to me so there was a little bit of regrouping and I was able to find a supplier in Ireland in the UK who could give me basics but not what I wanted so not the quality of the t-shirt but I was able to get quite nice sweatshirts and things like that so we sort of deviated a bit and um, and I started printing some of my own stuff and designing some of my own sort of graphic design stuff just to make a point there I think that's a really good point to make you know you'll always come up against issues and problems and like there you had a stock issue and that but you can find other ways and in terms of right what else could I do how can I you know and you kind of you know you reacted and you traded into right okay obviously you weren't going to make the same amount of money and profit from stuff stuff coming from stock in Ireland or being made in the UK or whatever it might be but you were still able to take cash and still able to create the newness yeah. coming in so the customers had something that they wanted to buy exactly it, it kept it going and we we would have we would have been floored otherwise like I literally he couldn't the the part of lockdown or the part of India where my manufacturer was in is called Turapur and they were like complete lockdown I was like okay something has to happen here and I remember scrambling you know trying to and then yeah and it turned out and again because the stuff was kind of the casual loungewear or whatever um so that went well but yeah again it, it was it was different and I had to regroup but I, I suppose it was it, it has given me some confidence in that like when challenges come up that like I'll think of something I'm like okay you, you, you got around that one you'll think of something you know so yeah it's 
that's given me a little bit of a little bit of confidence I think that to address those challenges and go okay you know like that these things can happen and I mean that was so <laughs> extraordinary but like that yeah that there's that a you challenge. managed it exactly that you managed it and you went through it and in terms of your growth has it been like are you spending money on advertising now or is it all still organic and word of mouth and we're pretty we're pretty much still completely organic and um, what I am investing in um, at the moment is SEO um, mm-hmm. and you know with that like the real growth with SEO sort of takes about two years really you'll see some small um, some small kind of um, but I have a company working for me um, and that's really I'd say we're, we're about nine or ten months in and I'm starting to see now um, the organic visitor from um, from Google converting which I hadn't been before but it has taken nine or ten months um, and it was just something I decided that I, I listened to an awful lot of podcasts about you know um, e-com growth and I just kept coming back to this that it was sort of um, it, it's a slow burner in terms of growth it's not like a Facebook ad thing where you're going to see oh like something kicks off and you're going to see but that long term um, they you know they sort of reckon that your growth is and when you've done the work it stays so it's not like you put a Facebook ad up and it's got a week's longevity or whatever yes. and then on the work that goes into SEO stays so that's kind of what I'm doing but in terms of advertising I had I actually had an issue I was in you know you hear people saying they were in Facebook jail but for some reason Facebook wouldn't let me advertise for anyway I have it resolved now but I actually haven't started advertising with them again Um, there's a lot of things I'm sort of putting on the long finger till I finish school at the end of June and I'm going completely full-time and that's one of the things that I'm going to look at then but yeah no growth has been I've been really lucky um, in that a few um, like influencers in Ireland have accepted gifts and have Mm -hmm. Um, I like Y Style. I don't know if you're familiar with her, but she's been really kind to us, um, Yvonne Mellon, and she loves our things and and uh, like often um would you know mention them, and that's brought like quite a lot of followers and traffic our way. So that's been really really lovely. <laughs> and what do you think? You know, when you look back on when you were starting out, because I know it's not it's not that long ago. You know, in terms of when you did start, what were the main challenges you think for you at that time? um you know like getting capital really is such a big I as I say I think I had I it it wasn't like I had saved you know even 20,000 euro I had a couple of grand to go into it and it was sort of and everything has come like everything was always going straight back in to to make it a little bit bigger um so yeah I think that was difficult really you know and it always and it always to get to the next phase um, and Oh, that's that seems to be I know for lots of small businesses that seems to be um seems to be a problem and um yeah like I think as well just getting the brand out there when you're kind of not know I, I, in today's market I think so many brands are like by influencers or by mm-hmm. and it's it's hard you're kind of you're a little bit of a nobody and like that if you don't have a big advertising budget or anything like that I was it was really difficult to get the brand out there and to get people to kind of take it seriously. So yeah, both of those. But again, I mean, I still keep coming up, you know, you still, I have so many ideas for different like products um, that would fit our range. I would just need like huge investment to get everything I want. So it's, it's all slow and steady. And that's, you know, you don't have to, it's not a, a sprint, you know, and in terms of, you know, you can, I know brands that have, grown really really quickly but then cash flow has become an issue and they've had to kind of pull back yeah. and and really pause 
before yeah. us. And then there's other brands that more like yourself that are growing organically, reinvesting back in the business, growing at the pace that they can manage, yes. you know, and, and it's, and it's really, which neither are, you know, it's whichever route you want to take, isn't it really? Yeah. And, I, just, I don't know, like it makes me very nervous the idea of taking out any sort of big loan or anything like that. You know, it's just not something I've been massively comfortable with. Um, and yeah, so so for me, the way we're going at the moment is is what, you know, is what is most comfortable for me and for the business. Um, so yeah, that's that's the way I think we'll keep working for the time being, yeah. And when you focus... I don't know if there's some, there'll be things that you, you can't share, you don't share at this stage, but when you go full-time on the business in June, what are your um, hopes in terms of what you would like to see over the next 12 months? Okay, so one of the first things we're actually I'm actually trying to do is sort of a slight rebrand. And as I mentioned, we sort of had to go in a, a, a little bit of a redirection over COVID. And I want to sort of bring it all back to the idea that it's the basics. So mm-hmm. our rebrand sort of bring in a more sort of like classic like um sort of modern aesthetic kind of so we're I'm just you know in like chatting with a few people about our next photo shoot we've only done one proper photo shoot and that was very much kind of almost catalog type images for the website yeah. but this is so going to be a bit, more, a bit more aspirational and editorial yeah, and... more lifestyle and that so yeah that's the first thing so a slight change of the aesthetic um getting back towards what we wanted to start but at the beginning I didn't have the money to to get the nice photos or to do the photo shoots so it'll be I suppose in a way for me it feels like it'll be the first time I'll really get what the idea of Arlo Blue in my head was at the beginning I'm going to be able to properly get that out to people now I think um so I'm quite excited about that um and then also and this is actually a bit of an exclusive because only only a few people have known about this but we're actually going to start a men's range of t-shirts okay great yeah, so um, like again, so many of our clients, like our customers, are like, "Oh my god!" Like I love your t-shirt so much. Please bring out like men's because like my husband, that's all he wears, or you know that sort of thing. Yeah. And it's tricky to wear t-shirts more. So that's sort of in the pipeline. Uh, hopefully by the end of the year, we'll have like a very small capsule collection of men's by the end of the year as well. So that's kind of in the in the process for the next yeah six months or so. That's what we'll be working on. That sounds very exciting. Now, you mentioned at the beginning, and I hope you don't mind me asking that, but I'm just kind of curious about how you overcome it and help it. And it's the same for a lot of um, people who are the face behind their business and don't really want to be necessarily the face behind their business, but know that they need to be more visible. How do you... You know, I asked you, have you done many lives? And I, and I remember I was looking on your website to see more about you and the story behind your brand. And I was like, I need to get a photograph of Sinead. Where am I going to get a photo? And it's like, where are you? Yeah. You know, how do you or do you get over that kind of, the, the kind of, if you don't want to be the face of your brand or, you know, yeah. that visible in your brand. How do you push yourself through that? Yeah, it's difficult. And honestly, like I've been, I've, I suppose I listen to a lot of podcasts and follow a lot of people on here, like, you know, yourself and, but other people who just talk about, you know, being a small business, and the importance of being in your small business and being visible and how, you know, important that is to the brand and to the brand's th- sort of um, authenticity. Um, mm-hmm. And being the small business, if people don't really get to know your story. So I suppose that bit by bit. And then, you know, other times people have said to me things like, you know, and it's so true, but it's the kind of thing like the, the people who really matter, 
you know, are only going to be happy to see you showing up, you know, that sort of way. And, you know, and otherwise you those people, other people don't really matter to you. So I think I got on and I started trying to just think like, uh, like there's probably only my friends watching, you know, the kind of way. So I yeah. feel like, I feel like I'm speaking to my friends or I'm speaking to, you know, like, yeah, just that, I guess, you know, and, but I have had to push myself and I do have to say, I have got into like quite a bit of kind of like, I do like, affirmations I listen to affirmations in the morning and I would have always considered that stuff really woo-woo but in the last few years I've got like totally bought into it and I think it has helped it's just kind of yeah well, you know it's, it's, it's reaffirming isn't it and it's just you know if you're thinking those kind of thoughts rather than oh I'm not good enough or I'm not whatever you know if you're thinking oh I'm confident I can do this I am you know whatever yes. people want to hear the story and I'm relaxed you know it's a much better message to send to yourself yeah. than anything else and yes. I, I think as well I remember when I was listening to someone about about um you know coming on Instagram and doing stories and I think that if you think that you're just talking to one person like don't think you're talking to 10,000 followers you know yeah. you're just talking to to one person and I always yeah. thought that was a good because you can manage one person do you know yeah. what I mean you can talk to one person and That's I fine. and I noticed you're so you have um you've started another business as well I have and again this was a slight I, I guess a happy accident in that people again because we started doing some of the printing and it was all custom printing like friends had started asking me could I do this and I actually it started last year I I play Gaelic football and I did t-shirts just for my own team and yeah. from like oh my god that we did I just did our initials on them and then people were like around the area were like oh could you do this and a few businesses asked me and then again, just as gifts for some of my friends, I started doing some bags and stuff with like customized with their initials on it. And and yeah, and then people were like, oh, can I buy this for such a person? So again, I was like, I can't put this with Arlo Blue, but I see it as yeah. a vibe. So it needed to go separately. Um, so yeah, so we're just um, up and running and it, the website isn't even gone live yet. And there's loads of orders in just from 3D. That's amazing. That's fantastic. And for people, it's at, is it the custom crew? Is that what it's called? yeah yeah the custom fruit and then you also have your other account which is more of an entrepreneurial account yeah yeah I just have a real like even on Saturday night I was out with my football team and somebody who was there started telling me a much younger person was like they they were hope they've kind of again subtly kind of started an econ business but it's not live yet and I just got so excited for them I was like oh my god do and I just I just one of the things I think and I said this before like I always growing up like I definitely did think I could probably try for whatever job I wanted but it never occurred to me I could have my own business and I yeah. just don't know if that's a thing with girls that we're not like we're not we're it's like that isn't an option yes go to university la 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 but for some reason I just think the idea of owning your own business doesn't come like easily to a lot of women so I think, I, think that was... I think it's a school thing as well and well, like we both I was educated in Ireland and I don't think it's just an art I think it's a school thing that you're not taught I know definitely when I was at school it was like the nurse the accountant the teacher the you know they were the the, the safe jobs in terms of that you could put your you could put yourself in a box you know yeah. And yeah. like you said, like you said, I don't think that it was very much talked about. I think it's a lot better now because there's more people doing it. But, and especially, I think in Ireland, there's a lot of support in terms of with the LEO and that kind of thing as well. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, I agree. I think that it definitely needs to be have more conversations and, and really encouraging kids to think in a different way. 
Yeah, in an entrepreneurial way. And you can see it. And again, I saw it over lockdown. I live in an apartment and the ki the kids were like coming so entrepreneurial. They were like setting up, you know, like jewellery stands, selling like <laughs> their mom's jewellery <laughs> and all the stuff. And every week they were going, but it was so cool to see. Like I was so sort of inspired. But yeah, I just think I was really lucky. As I mentioned, my friend Fiona, um, who owns Betty and Biddy, she allowed me. And then we actually went, I went helping her at... Um, uh, some of the Pippo Connor fashion factory things and okay. there I got to meet Blonnet Johnson who owns Cloud 10 and again I remember telling her about my idea quite early on and she was so encouraging and I was just like you know if it hadn't been for those two people who actually were encouraging me but I was just really fortunate but not everyone might meet that person that person might fall into your path so yeah I suppose that other little account is just like if somebody had the, a little inkling that maybe that maybe I could be the, the push that might help them. <laughs> That's great. And for those people that are thinking about starting their own business, what would your advice be? Um, do it. <laughs> like, just do it. I like, I think I was just saying to this girl who I mentioned the other day, who was taught, she's only 20 and she's taught, you know, has everything set up and like amazing. She just hasn't gone live yet, but she let me see everything. But I think my best piece of advice is, you know, don't wait till it's perfect to start. It will never mm -hmm. be perfect. You'll never you'll never have it the way you want. And I'm sort of, at the moment, I'm trying to take that because I'm still, I'm working on the custom crew website and I'm like, oh no, it couldn't go live yet. But I think you have to not wait till you think everything's perfect. Get it out there and you'll you'll find a way to get through the barriers. So mm -hmm. I think the idea is there and, you know, within reason, like you've done your research and you've put, you've, you know, you know that you, you're in a place where you can start, then don't keep pushing it back. Just like, start and the other thing again is that sort of you know saying that it's like um perfection is the enemy of progress if you just want it all to be perfect all the time it doesn't have to be it doesn't all have to be like I would I look back on so much of my Instagram in the early days and it was so not perfect it was awful but you know it, it actually it, it grew organically and it grew and you know yeah. it helped me get to where I am so it wasn't perfect uh, I think there's an expression, if you if you don't look back on your business when you first started it and you're not embarrassed, then you started it too late. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Or something, it's something like that. Yeah. But, um, or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you know, because that's the thing, you, you, yeah. you can't wait till it's perfect because perfection is almost procrastination. Yeah. But um, thank you so much for joining me this evening, Sinead. And if there's any questions, if you pop them in the comment box now before we wrap up and I'll, um, and Sinead and myself can answer them. And so, I have ended your podcast to a few people who are starting as well because I, I actually found your podcast a, a good bit after I had started but yeah I think just hearing those other stories again it's like okay this is this is doable so yeah thank you so much oh question from this is Nui is the what's the best way to grow on Instagram um I'm gonna say it's 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 much harder now than it even was in sort of 2017 2018 so it is a graft um, consistency and um, being consistent like you can't show up one day and then not show up for um, because as well that just it it doesn't it doesn't feed into your brand sort of authenticity people need to know you're showing up they need to know you're reliable and um, checking in on your analytics on Instagram what is going well for you what posts are performing well what times are performing well and um, all those things um, I, and I guess, you know, linking in with other accounts that have a following that you are, um, you know, that would be similar to the following you're after and like genuinely engage with people on those posts and things like that. Yeah. People see through um, the kind of 
you know, like the insincere stuff. But if you get onto other accounts where, you know, the following might be similar and engage in a sort of meaningful way, um, I think that that can make a difference too. But I, I my number one um my number one thing for growth on Instagram, I would say, is is consistency. You have to keep showing up. The algorithm likes it. The algorithm will promote you more if you're showing up consistently and um and that's it. But it it's tough. That's a tough one. Yeah, and I think and just to add a couple of things to that as well, um uh, collaborate with other people that are on that are share your kind of brand values that be for your customers so I'm not talking about if you're a nightwear brand going on with another nightwear brand but um you might be a nightwear brand and you might want to do something about sleep or you might be you know it's kind of thinking yes. about you know what would be the where does your what are the kind of other brands that your audience follows yeah phrase or you know that sort of thing where it's like something where it's it's fitting in yeah yeah something yeah. where it's hard. I mean, social media is hard and Instagram is hard. And I do feel for everybody on Instagram trying to grow now because it's, it's, it's so much harder than it was a few years ago. But as you say, then that just means that it's somewhere else. So, you know, be prepared to go to TikTok. The, the growth is somewhere else, but be consistent. Be yes. consistent. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Nate. Thank you for joining me this evening. And um, I will see linked everything below here and, and I'll mention your new websites and your new brands as well. And look forward to seeing all of those. Thanks very much. Bye. I hope you've enjoyed that episode. And if you have, I'd really appreciate if you could leave a review. I'm back again next week with another great guest on Start, Scale, Succeed. See you then.